0: This is Sound On Vision on KEXP. I'm Emily Fox. Laura Veers is out with her 11th solo album. It's called My Echo. It's an album she describes
1: as... Um, This is My Songs Knew I Was Getting Divorced Before I Did Album. Oh. I realized after the album was done that, you know, that subconscious world was trying to talk to me about how things weren't working in my relationship and so you'll hear so many songs about disintegration, about death, things passing, and at the time I just wasn't able to see it and then my relationship fell apart and it became clear to me that the songs were were trying to tell me that. And um, it's weird to me that this far in, I wasn't able to see it until I saw it, but in terms of being a songwriter for 25 years. But I do think it's a really interesting thing to think about in terms of what art, how art and music function for people and for the artist herself. It was functioning as a way for me to cope with and deal with the things that were difficult and falling apart in my life.
0: Yeah. You know, your your ex-husband was also your producer for many, many years and actually produced this record. And I'm, you know, understanding what the record is about, hearing some of the songs and realizing that your ex-husband produced this. I mean, did you have any conversations with him like while he first heard these songs for the first time or while producing this record and, and you know, understanding the meaning behind some of these songs?
1: I mean, we did talk about some of them, but I mean, we were both maybe just sort of like thinking about it more in terms of what instruments should we add here? And, you know, like production stuff versus what are these songs actually about? And we were in counseling and stuff, but our relationship was really falling apart in terms of like, especially it wasn't falling apart that much with the musical side, but at home, like we have kids and a house and we, we co-own a studio and it's just like, we had like 500 million entanglements and things weren't working. But the music side was, I'd say, the most functional of them all. And so, yeah, we talked about it here and there, but we were mostly just like, I felt that at that time of my life, which was two years ago now, when we made this record, I guess it was done a year ago. I wrote a lot of the songs two years ago. You know, I just had my head down, like just get stuff done in terms of like, get the kids breakfast, get them off to school when we had school. (laughs) And um get this record done. And so it was just so it's interesting. It was like, I was existing on a very practical level, trying to keep my family going and keep my every day, just like get through the day. And then at a certain point, I realized like, this is totally not working. And this relationship really doesn't work anymore. So we need to change it. And we did change it dramatically. And it's been a huge deal because, you know, we have, we had a 20 year musical relationship and then, we have kids and, and like I said, businesses and intertwined everything. So it's been a huge year for me, but in terms of, we, we broke up a year ago. Um, but it's been a very positive year for me in terms of reclaiming my own identity. Because when you're with someone that long and, and musically with someone that long, it, you can get sort of stuck in Well, I am this way. But I'm right now I've written another record and I'm searching for a producer and it feels like really fresh and new to be at the stage of life, having gone through so much and feeling like so much is new in terms of being able to record myself. I mean, I could have recorded myself before, but Tucker is like a master recordist. So I always just let him do it. But now I'm learning how to record. I'm writing with a different I'm writing about different things. I mean, I've gone on a lot of dates. So I'm writing about different people, different experiences, and then searching for a new producer, which is a really interesting thing to do just to think about like, well, what what would I want someone to help me with in terms of adding to my catalog, adding to the way that my music sounds and to change my sound because Tucker and I made 11 records together. And so it's all his aesthetic, which is a great aesthetic. And the records all sound great. But it's interesting for me to ponder, like, oh, what? how else can my music sound?
0: Yeah. There's um, a song of yours on this record, My Echo, that I feel like kind of exemplifies this idea of songs that knew you were getting divorced before you did. And that song is Turquoise Walls. When I
2: thought that I might lose you, oh, I trembled like a leaf.
0: Tell me what this song is saying.
1: Um, that song's just about the feeling that anyone might have when their partner's out late at night and they're just wondering what's going on, like, oh, I don't know where they are, they didn't text me back. You know, that feeling of loneliness and sadness about not trusting or knowing your partner that well anymore. And so that's this is kind of a hard song for me to sing, but I think it's very relatable because many people have had that experience where they're just staring at the walls, wondering if their relationship's actually working or not.
0: Also um, have a song, I sing to the tall man, and there's a line where you say, "I sing to the tall man who moves the faders." You know, and, and your, hus- your ex-husband is is tall, and you know would produce your records, and you know I listened to that line, understanding kind of what the what the end result was, and and then I think about, you know, I have a lot of musician friends who are also who are married or are couples, and I feel like at some point, there's always kind of like this push and pull about like, who gets to go out and experience their dream, who needs to stay home, who gets the spotlight, who needs to, you know, take it back for a little bit. Um, And I feel like that always kind of comes up in a lot of musician relationships. And, you know, I'm just curious, like, what do you feel like works and doesn't work when it comes to two musicians in a relationship together, especially once this family element, you know, is involved?
1: Yeah, it's definitely not easy. And I did a podcast about this for a while called Midnight Lightning, where I was interviewing women, musicians who are also mothers about this exact question, kind of like about division of labor and who gets to do what, but also just the myriad challenges that come up when you're a musician parent. And I hope to continue the podcast someday and do interviews with dads too, because they hardly ever get asked about musician dads hardly ever get asked about like what is it like for the balance for you you in the juggling act for you but I would say like you know there are egalitarian couples out there who are both artists and who both give each other space to work and who can juggle together but it's really challenging especially now with online school you know I don't really know how a lot of people are doing it I feel very fortunate because I have a live-in nanny who came in to live with me Since I have kids most of the time, she came in last November, I think. So almost a year. And she's on through um, June. So and she helps like right now, she's helping with my kids who are seven and 10 with online learning, which is pretty difficult. Like, they don't really know what they're doing. They don't understand that it's really hard for them to focus on a teacher on a screen. And so it's a huge job. And I feel very, very fortunate because my nanny, Lori, and I get along great. We took a road trip around the Western National Parks recently for two weeks and brought the kids in like a teardrop trailer and camped and got out of town. The smoke was really crazy in Portland. And it was just like, you know, so gratifying for me to be able to take this trip with my nanny, Lori, because she's such a good co-parent. And I just, you know, Tucker and I just weren't, we weren't a good team after a while. And I didn't really know it. But now that I'm out of it, I'm like, wow, this is so nice, you know, to just have this functional, happy relationship with this person. And, you know, I don't know if I'll get into a long-term relationship again. Maybe I will, maybe I won't. But if I do, it's certainly going to be with someone who I feel like we have a really, you know, shared, egalitarian way of um, living in terms of, like you were saying, like, I don't know, It's, it's impossible for me, frankly, right now to imagine, like, actually living with someone else, like a partner and like figuring out who gets to go out. Like that sounds impossible right now. I'm just not there yet, but I do believe there are, there are relationships in the world that are really good. And so that's what I'm going to strive for if I choose to get into another long-term relationship.
0: Yeah, I want to talk a little bit more about your podcast Midnight Lightning. I listened to a few episodes um, because it's just a topic that I'm really interested in. You know, like I'm in my 30s and starting to think about you know family planning and all that stuff, and you know working a job that requires more than 40 hours a week, and like how do people do it? You know, and then I think about musicians, like how do touring musicians do it? Um, And I want to talk a little bit about you know what you learned from the podcast or what what kind of themes that you saw um, you interviewed, you know, 14 mothers along the way. Um, but before I ask about kind of what the overall thorough line was with those interviews, I'm just curious how you feel like you've been able to make it work in your life.
1: Well, I, I chose to have kids pretty late. So I had my first child at 36 and second at 39. And by that time, I had really established myself as an artist and had a steady income whether or not I toured. And I felt that that was like a really important piece because it allowed me freedom to, you know, well, I started hiring a nanny for four hours a day when my babies were six weeks old and I would go out and work. And I lived at a different house at that time in Portland and had a backyard studio and I'd go sit out there and and write. And so I've I've managed to keep it going because I've had help. And Tucker helped too, and we we juggled things, but he would often work full-time and sometimes full-time plus because producers typically do. They do usually work longer hours and travel and stuff. So I, you know, but I got the help early on and I was able to keep working. And then I would take the babies on tour with me. And then now that they're in school, I don't know what I'm going to do in the future because it's harder to bring them on the road, but they are good traveling ages now in terms of like, next fall, I'm planning a tour. I don't know if it's going to happen because of COVID, but let's hope it does. And I'll be bringing them at the end. So they could be like on the last few shows, plus we'll take a vacation for a week at the end of wherever we are. So, you know, I find it to be, I find it to be wonderful, but it is, I don't know, it's not the easiest path, but being an artist isn't. And when you add children into it, it can become overwhelming for some people. And for me, like so much of what keeps me going is this pretty strict discipline. And like, I just, I'm like super organized and I'm like pretty type A and I just have to keep all my ducks in a row and I have a schedule and I stick to it. And I have Lori helping six hours a day, not on the weekends, but I get my work done and my exercise and socializing done in those six hours. And then the other hours I really try to be present with my kids and with quarantine is just so tricky, but, um, I've been able to pull it off and I feel really fortunate that I get to do this job, which to me, like right now, it doesn't feel like a job at all. There are times where songwriting and like I've been writing poetry lately too, those feel like work and they are my work in terms of like, that's how I make a living. But I, right now, because I'm having this like creative renaissance within myself, I feel so excited and grateful that this is my job.
0: Mm. Again, as part of your podcast Midnight Lightning, you interviewed you know fourteen mothers, um, you know Corin Tucker, you know of Slater Kinney and Johnny Cash's daughter Roseanne Cash, and um, you know I, I listened to Corin Tucker talk about you know again taking like her young kids on tour when they got to you know open up for Pearl Jam or things like that, and it was like we just we just kind of make it work. And when you interviewed a lot of these mothers for your podcast um, Midnight Lightning, were there certain common threads in which which working musician mothers made it work and did a lot of them, they continue to tour and everything while being a mother?
1: Yes, many of them did. And they, but they always had a helper. Either the partner would come along or Roseanne would leave her kids at home too with a nanny, which was cool. And, you know, I think probably controversial people like, how could you do it? You know, how could you leave your children at home while you travel the world? And, um, but it's totally legit. And, They always had help because it's that it takes a village to raise a child. It certainly does. If you're going to be out on the road, you can't just take them out on your own. You need someone there to help along along the way.
0: Is there a certain song off this record, my echo that is especially meaningful to you that you want to talk about?
1: Right now, my favorite is another space in time. And that one's about, wanting the world to be better than it is and hoping for a more peaceful, just, and beautiful world. And we're in such a difficult situation right now. It feels like a very timely song. And even though it was recorded a year ago, it's holding up for me in a way that feels good. And especially because it's like, it is kind of a dance song. And we made a video where we're dancing in it. It just brings a little levity to the moment. And it makes me feel good to listen to it.
0: Well, I've been speaking with Laura Veers. Her latest album, My Echo, was released on Friday. Laura, thank you so much for taking the time today and congratulations on the record.
1: Thank you, Emily. Great talking to you.
2: In another space
0: That was Sound Vision. Before you click on the next podcast or do whatever you're going to do next, take one moment to subscribe to, rate, and review this podcast. It basically will help put the show into the podcast algorithm game and allow it to be easier to find on podcast platforms and sites. And if you want to go the extra mile, consider giving a one-time $20 donation to support this show at kexp.org slash sound.
2: Thanks for listening.